What if you could know what God is doing in each season? Imagine the breakthroughs you'd find if you could synchronize your watch with God's and copy his day planner. It doesn't take a supernatural revelation of his divine will. It's exactly what's possible when you follow the patterns he already laid out in the Hebrew calendar and explore the emotional themes in each month. After all, Ecclesiastes does say there is a time for every purpose under heaven. Join me, Leah Lassane, one of the authors of the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series and your podcast host as we unpack the biblical significance, emotional themes, and prophetic symbols associated with each Hebrew month and how you can apply these insights to your spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Healing in the Hebrew Months podcast. I'm Leah Lassane, your podcast host and author of book one in the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series. This month is the month of Nisan, and we regard it actually as the beginning of the spiritual year. Um, so if you have any of the Healing in the Hebrew Months books, you'll notice that Nisan is actually the first month that we start with. Um, and it seems a little weird, you know, we talk about Rosh Hashanah being the new year, um, and we know that that begins with the month of Tishri in the fall. Um, but it's really not that weird when you think about it. We're used to having, um, like, the, the calendar new year and the school new year. Um, just in the ways we live life, there's already different rhythms of new year that we're used to. Um, and the way that Nisan got established as the the beginning of the year um, in the Hebrew calendar is with Passover. Um, so Exodus 12 um, explains the establishment of Nisan as the beginning of the year um, and explains the Passover um, feast, really, um, but also the, the, the fasting as well that's part of Passover um, with abstaining from leavened bread. Um, there's a lot of different things that we now associate with Passover, um, and we'll get into that in a minute, um, but let me go ahead and first start off with our uh, month's master chart that we go over at the beginning of each month. Um, we also have this available on our website, healinginthehebrewmonths.com, so if you'd like to get one of these, you can print off and track along yourself. Um, that's there on the website, and I'll put the, the link to that in the show notes. Um, but like I said, this month is Nissan, um, and you might see it spelled with one S or with two um, all of these Hebrew names have been transliterated into English characters different ways, so there's often more than one way to spell um, each of the month's names. Um, but Nisan, the meaning is to move or to start. Um, it is associated with miracles. The blessing is redemption and freedom. The tribe is Gad. The gemstone is gray agate. The constellation is Aries. The deacons are Cassiopeia, uh, Kytus, and Perseus. The gate is the sheep gate. The letter is hey. The musical note is E is an elephant. The emotion is hope. The body part is the right foot. The holidays are Passover, as I mentioned, and then the wave offering. Um, the area of healing is enslavement. And the area of warfare is to declare blessings over negative situations. Um, so some of these things might already be jumping out at you, um, kind of the obvious connections to the month. So the area of healing being enslavement um, with Passover. Nisan is when Israel left enslavement in Egypt. Um, 
other things like the gems and the gates and the tribes might be a little over your head, over most of our heads, unless you dig into it specifically. Um, Seneca gets into all of those in book two of the Healing in the Hebrew Month series. Um, but if you look through the podcast episodes, there's also some bonus episodes where she's talked about um, the tribes and the gemstones and how we've associated those with each month. Um, and on our blog too, so healinginthehebrewmonths.com, click on the blog section. Um, there's blogs about the constellations, about the gems, about the tribes, about those things as well. So a um, bunch of different options to learn more. Um, if you have any interest in the letters or the musical notes associated with each month, um, Dal talks about those in book three. Um, so that's the kind of blue covered um, book, but that's book three in the series. Um, but let's unpack, let's go back to Passover. We kind of talked about that at the beginning. And you might have heard of like a Passover Seder and the special plate and the different rituals that go along with Passover. All of those things are well and beautiful. None of those things are actually in scripture. <laughs> um, they come from rabbinical traditions. Um, but our actual instructions of how to celebrate Passover come from Exodus chapter 12. And they're pretty straightforward and simple. Um, so if you want to try practicing Passover, um, celebrating Passover this year as a family, um, here's your instructions. So the 10th of Nisan, you get a lamb for your family, making sure that there will be enough for everyone to eat. The 14th of Nisan at twilight, you slaughter the lamb, collect the blood, and place it on your doorframe. Might be against your HOA. We'll see uh, how that maybe modernly translates. Um, the 15th of Nisan, after sunset that same day. Um, so basically the evening of the 14th and then the day transitions at sunset. So um, you prepare the lamb before sunset and then after sunset you roast the lamb over an open flame. Um, and then you eat it with a bitter herb and the unleavened bread. Um, still that same night, 15th of Nisan, all the food must be eaten before the next morning. Anything left must be burned. Um, and you must eat the meal ready to leave with your shoes on, bags packed. And you tell the story of the Exodus recalling how God passed over Israel and spared the firstborns. Um, so that is it. That's how scripture says we're supposed to celebrate Passover. Um, and then immediately after Passover, um, so after that meal, that's when the festival of unleavened bread begins. Um, so then that would be from the 15th through the 21st of Nisan. Um, you're not supposed to eat any unleavened, or you're only supposed to eat unleavened bread. You're not supposed to keep any leaven or yeast in the house. Um, the 15th of Nisan is considered a sacred assembly with a Sabbath rest um, and no work except for preparing food. And then again, at the end of the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the 21st, is another sacred assembly and Sabbath rest. Um, so that might sound pretty complicated, um, but it's really not. Um, the simple things to take from that are that you eat lamb, bitter herb, and unleavened bread. Um, so that doesn't have to be like a roast lamb over a, a spick. Um, the way that our family does it, sometimes we'll just do... Uh, lamb burgers, or we'll do lamb kebabs, do lamb chops, rack of lamb, all sorts of different ways you can cook lamb. Um, the bitter herb can come from arugula or dandelion greens, um, horse, horsey ranch sauce or like horseradish sauce as a dipping sauce also has that bitter herb in it. 
um, bunch of different types of unleavened bread. Um, so pita, naan, roti, tortillas. Um, you could also make a homemade matzah. Um, so all those different things could be done as a burger, as a wrap, salad, stew. There's all sorts of different ways that you could eat that meal um, and follow the instructions in Exodus 12. Um, personally, we like to take communion um, at the end of Passover meal as well. Um, it's debatable if uh, the Last Supper was actually a Passover Seder or not. We have a article on our website um, that delves into that some more. I'll put that link in the show notes. Um, but regardless of if that was just rabbinical tradition or um, actually like part of the Passover or whatever, whatever came from that, um, the Last Supper and Easter and Passover all tend to happen around that same time every year um, with when we celebrate those things. So um, perfectly fine to, to close your Passover meal out with a communion. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, just some kind of grape juice, wine, some kind of um, some bread that you use representationally. Um, it's all up to you how you want to do that. Um, but the big part of the Passover instructions in Exodus 12 is the remembrance. Um, so maybe you read um, the passage in scripture. Um, we like to watch the Prince of Egypt movie. Um, or if you have older kids, um, maybe something like the Passion of the Christ or something that they could handle as well. Um, so it's really, it's all about remembrance overall um, as you're, you're thinking about celebrating Passover. Um, but going back to the month itself at large, remember hope is a big theme here. Um, and looking forward to just what we are stepping out of. So breaking off enslavement is a big theme this month. What are we stepping out of? Um, the month of Nisan is also associated with speech. Um, and just what we say about ourselves um, is just so powerful. So saying things about ourselves to ourselves, just um, paying close attention to your speech. Um, and how you're using your voice. Um, just like in Exodus, um, Moses used his voice um, to demand that Pharaoh let his people go, um, that God, God gave him the strength to use that voice um, in Exodus 5.1. Um, so as we're clearing out negative emotions, just spending time speaking truth over yourself, um, just declaring good, good, truthful things, aligning with scripture, um, it's interesting too, the, the body part this month is the right foot. Um, so there's some connections there to the liver and the stomach. Um, and those uh, organs can be associated with things like hopelessness, anxiety, low self-esteem, frustration, anger, and depression. Um, but just thinking simply about um, the right side of the body is often viewed as like righteousness or like the right, the right hand of God, the right side being a powerful side. Um, and our feet um, representing where we go and what we do. Um, so just taking all of that into account um, this month, that um, the things you say, the things you do, that they have weight, they have meaning, um, and to really pay attention to those things in this season. Um, some other scriptures that you might want to take a look at for this month that um, have references to Nisan, um, Genesis 8, 4. Um, and then according to the book of Jubilees, Genesis chapter 12, um, Genesis 35, 1 through 15, Genesis 37, 12 through 35, 
um, the Exodus passages we've already mentioned, um, but then also Exodus 13, 4, um, and chapter 40, um, Leviticus 23, 5, Numbers chapter 9, Numbers 20, verse 1, number, uh, Numbers 28, 16, and Numbers 33, 3, um, Joshua chapter 5, um, let's see, some others, Esther um, 3, 7, and Esther chapter 12. So you might remember last month we said Adar is what's typically associated with Esther, but a lot of her story happens throughout the year. It's not all just in Adar. Um, Ruth chapter 2, um, Daniel chapter 10, um, book of Matthews uh, chapters 21, 26, 27, and 28, um, the book of Mark chapters 11, 14, and 16. Um, the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 51, chapter 19, chapter 20, chapter 22, and chapter 24. Um, and then the book of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 25, um, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, chapter 6, um, and chapters 11 through 20, um, and then Acts, chapter 12. So some great verses to really dig into this month um, and just continue to find more revelation um, about this month and what God wants to do in it. So I hope you have a wonderful Nissan. I do apologize if you're listening to this um, in 2023 when this episode first comes out. It is a little bit late again. I'm getting back on track. We're not going to do late episodes again, um, but this one is about a week late. So um, if you're listening now and you're thinking, wait, I thought it was already Nissan, Yes, it is. It's already Nissan, <laughs> um, but we're not too, too far into it. You haven't missed the whole month. So, um, but bless you guys. Have a great Passover, great Easter, and I will see you again next month.